Namaste. This is Shakti. I'm a spiritual teacher and an intuitive healer. Namaste. I'm Mitesh, a communication and life coach. And together, we are the founders of Spiritual Alignment. We want to welcome you today to the Spiritual Alignment podcast as we focus on the topic of unleashing the creative feminine. And as you've been following along, this is the third episode of our four-part series in Unleashing the Wild, Intuitive, Creative Feminine. So far, we've talked about, in our previous episodes, Unleashing the Divine Feminine, as well as, most recently, Unleashing the Intuitive Feminine. And today, we'd like to take this opportunity to focus on Unleashing the Creative Feminine. And so let me ask you, Shakti, what is the message you have for the world today when it comes to this creative feminine? Yeah, this is this has been burning inside me for a long time. I'm, I'm so glad to have the opportunity to share this with you, Mitesh, and with the rest of the world. And what I want to say is that you are sitting on the gold mine of creativity, your reproduction system in your human body naturally holds this creative power. And it's really the same energy that creates human life in your womb or the life-giving seed that you hold, which is powerful beyond measure. And when your creativity is activated, you can consciously create any reality that you want. And I mean any reality. Now, the key to this creation, this conscious creation that I'm referring to today is feelings, our emotions. If you can feel something, you can feel you having something you can actually create that reality. Your, your feelings feed into creativity. Now, the key to this level of conscious creation that I'm referring to is in your feelings. Your feelings feed into your creativity. If you can feel something, you can absolutely create it as your reality. And Today, for the purpose of this conversation, I am going to be diving a little bit deeper into the female body and how that works, kind of the mechanics of it. Um, I'm sure there are parallels we can draw for men, but my, my experience is limited in that scope. So we're going to be focusing on female body. Now, just to paint a picture for you, Female body really is dialed up with different cycles, right? We have our monthly cycles, we have our gestation cycle, and we have so many other cycles as well. Now, what we do have access to is to really take advantage of these cycles. And when these cycles begin, we can really align them with setting conscious intentions on what is it that we want to experience in our reality and how do we know what we want to experience it really comes from the place of feeling what 
does feel exciting to you? What does feel so satisfying to you? And when you have that answer, when you have that um, laid out for you, you can really take advantage of these cycles on that when it begins and really set the intention to create something meaningful for yourself. Yeah, I, I, as I'm listening to you, these cycles are, are certainly powerful. And I know you also do events on the, on the full moon and the, the new moon and, and having participants really set those intentions with those cycles of the moon. And uh, tell me just a little bit about, about that because I, I'm curious to know how that works and, and how that ties into this creative feminine that, you, that you're referring to. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great uh, example to talk about and hone in more. Um, yeah, I do. I love doing these new moon and full moon events. Um, the moon is our emotions are very closely tied to moon, and I will tell you, Mitesh, whenever I have actually, I do this more and more now. But it is such a great validation uh, when I'm able to write down what my intentions are for the moon cycle or even my own personal monthly cycle, um, writing down what the intentions are and really just witness what happens from that day. What does the body do? What comes up in my awareness? What comes up in my reality? Uh, the messages I start to receive and towards the end of the cycle, which is full moon or, you know, um, you know, by the end of my monthly cycle, I do see the progress I make towards the goals, towards the intention I had laid out. Also, even for me personally, Mitesh, whenever I have manifested something big, I have noticed that it takes me about nine months to 10 months for it to realize. And it's so wild and crazy. But every time my intuition picks on something like, ha, ah, this feels good to do. Like, for example, you know, um, buying our retreat center, uh, you know, currently, uh, which we closed on just like a few months ago. Uh, it took me full nine to 10 months to really manifest that. Um, and there's several examples, projects I have um, intended to do, really things, the shifts that I wanted to bring. And somehow there is so much power in that nine-month mark that creates the right number of shifts, the right level of transformation, the right things for me to release, really allow the death to happen and for me to step into new rebirths and create a different reality. And I have drastically shifted whenever I have followed that, you know, guidance, that inner guidance, I have drastically shifted. And I have noticed that it takes me, you know, nine, 10 months to really get there. That is interesting. And for me, as I'm thinking about this, and I'm sure our, our listeners are thinking about this as well, is that, you know, you mentioned this thing about feeling and how it's so tied to your create, creative element. And so when you begin on this nine-month journey, you know, what's that feeling that you have at the beginning? I mean, do you really see and, and, and have this full vision of 
of where you're being led to and you feel it internally and then how do you sustain that for those nine months? I mean, just me personally, uh, it's very easy for me to lose focus on things when I'm, you know, when it's not that, when I'm, I'm not carrying that feeling, you know, and, and so how does that, how does that unfold for you? I'm glad that you asked this question because it is such, we live in the society, Mitesh, when we want to know everything about everything, right? And we want to um, have the knowledge and the control over how things work. But if you really look at childbirth, Mitesh, where does that begin? It really begins with just simple openness in a man and a woman to be able to conceive a baby. They don't know what the baby will look like. They don't know what they will encounter in that process, in that journey. They don't know what needs to be done. But somehow, throughout that nine month, Mitesh, they are led into the right situations, the right circumstances, the right level of growth happens, the woman's body craves for the right food. And somehow, magically, without having to worry about it, without having to mentally solve a problem, voila, like at the end of nine months, we have a baby, a healthy baby born in most cases. So that is what I'm talking about. The, this level of creativity we have is effortless. It, it doesn't need any problem to be solved. It just needs this space to really connect with an aspect of us, this creative aspect, this aspect of, you know, feeling what feels good in this moment, what feels exciting, what feels like the right direction and path for me. And a lot of this ties back to the discussion we had last week around intuition. And a lot of this is also connecting with the cycles on the planet. You see, Mother Earth constantly creates and destructs. There's constantly new plants, new trees growing, grass, all kinds of, you know, bounty go growing on Earth. And at the same time, you know, there are all kinds of natural calamities and hurricanes and, and things take place. There's every, every second there's a birth happening, there are deaths happening. And what that is, is, is that our planet's ability to create as well. And think of it this way, you know, you know, if you, if that is available to you, feel into your heart in, in this knowingness that just like how our bodies are created naturally intelligent, same way we have this entire planet that does exactly what needs to happen. And energy on the planet is also changing and shifting in the process. So by us having an agreement on of living on the planet, we are not only using our bodies to tap into these cycles, we are also harnessing arts, changes in energy, the availability of new information, new inspiration being available at all times, and which is what really leads to 
difference in uh, the energy, thought process, traditions, social economic changes on the planet. And there is plenty of inspiration to go around at any given point once we have that space created to tap into. You make this really good point about Mother Earth. And I mean, I think about all the cycles that Mother Earth has been has gone through. And I mean, Earth is the greatest teacher, really. Mother Earth has gone through the cycles of dinosaurs, has gone through asteroids hitting it, has gone through even the continents being one and kind of splitting apart and the oceans, uh, the glaciers forming and now melting. And it, it, it constantly has over so many millions and billions of years has, has gone through this. And as, as I've understood it, you know, when, when we hear others speak on this, that you know, we are headed for a golden age of creativity. We're heading for, you know, we've been through like the dump <laughs> right now, you know, right? over the last whatever 100, 200, 500 years, you know, we've been through the, the dumps of like just this rough period in, in human civilization. And we're headed for a golden civilization around, you know, where creativity thrives, where we all thrive as, as human beings, we thrive as our, you know, really being in that alignment with our true spirit and uh, that higher part of us. And so, you know, we have lost that connection. And, and how do people now start to tap into this cycle that, you know, first of all, why, why have we lost this connection and what prevented it? And then secondly, how do we now reconnect with this this flow that's really readily available for us? Yeah, we have lost this connection. That is the sad part. Um, and as you said, there are so many changes that took place on the planet. And let me start by, again, validating. I think I hone on this in every episode uh, on this topic. But those changes were important for us, for the collective really human evolution. If we didn't see that destruction, if we didn't see the suppression, we would not be able to really own these superpowers that we have that are right within our bodies. So it was such an important part in the journey, all this like patriarchy that took over. But now we have the chance to reverse this. And let me just begin by sharing how creation works. Think in like very primal way, Mitesh. Every creation for anything new is really initiated by pleasure. And pleasure is everything. But pleasure is was also prohibited on the planet, you know, in the last several centuries. Um, it was considered a sin. There was shame in, in like owning the bodies owning our natural urges and desires. There's like whole movement around women's rights, which were compromised. And somehow it just felt unsafe to be a woman in these times. Um, we had to really cover up our needs, our wants, what we really want in any moment. And our excitement, right? Because we were constantly asked to fit into these boxes of expectations. And what happened from there? These boxes of expectations took us even more deep into getting stuck in a trauma response. And what happened there? We stopped feeling our emotions. 
we went into this freeze as a whole society, as a collective, and we stopped feeling our emotions. Every time emotions came up, it was like, no, it's wrong to feel. You're too dramatic. You're too much. You're too loud. And that just really suppressed our ability to feel, our ability to express. Now, here is the catch. Feelings really help us to connect with the superpower, the God, the creator, the source, the Paramatma, whatever you want to call it, feelings, when we feel, I mean, no one has seen God, right? There's no science that can prove that, you know, a lot of this is faith. But what really gives a meaning to this is our ability to feel. It's the energetic, you know, sensitivity, the sensitivity that we have in our body to feel this energy around us. And that is when we know how connected we are, how loved we are, how safe we are. Feelings also allow us to feel the excitement, the joy, the compassion, the happiness. And when we have turned this turned this ability off, we can't really connect with any of these experiences. And these experiences should be the part of our everyday life, right? This is why we took birth, to be able to feel the love, to be able to hug people, to be able to feel this excitement, this joy. An experience I had, Mitesh, there was like one time I was in a session with a client and we were doing breath work. This was this was a aha moment for me to learn that. We were doing breath work. She went deep and she went into an altered state of consciousness where she was able to kind of dig into some of the things that were bothering her. And I remember very vividly this point in her journey where she asked me, Shakti, I think I, I shared some intuitive guidance with her as she was breathing and she asked me, Shakti, what is compassion? That really woke me up. I, I really opened my eyes to the fact how little do we know about emotions? How little do we know about feeling these important virtues that are so essential to having harmony on the planet that is so essential for our own mental emotional health and I did share with her what is compassion and she was able to breathe into that and integrate it more in her life but but that was a wake-up call for me that was my aha moment and what happens when we don't know how to feel compassion what happens when we don't know how to feel happiness excitement joy well think about the mental health on our planet depression takes over we we get what is depression it's really the stagnation in our creative potential when we are not able to create anything that we want we don't feel like we have the power to create we go into the state of stagnation which is really referred as uh, depression then there's another thing about you know people not knowing um, how to feel uh, they didn't feel safe in feeling. Uh, there was a lack of energetic boundaries. Uh, people or women especially are so good at 
they're so sensitive, but they don't know they're so sensitive. And they're so good. At, we're so good at feeling other people's emotions. Um, there was so much invalidation in feelings. You shouldn't feel this way. That is not the right thing to feel. We got muted, you know, somehow in the process. And slowly, slowly, we started really fitting so hard into these masculine boxes where what was really rewarded was, can you be this worker in a corporation who shows up without any demands, without any feelings, and just using the rational mind and do the work and go back home? And we turn into robots in that process. But the feminine force is rising in the world. There is a lot of change coming up as you were sharing before we're heading towards an age where feelings are going to be normalized and feelings are going to actually take us so high up in our connection with source and you know the feminine force is rising and she's really opening us up to our these very natural innate abilities yeah as you were speaking shakti and appreciating just just the depth in which you shared this and as you were speaking, a question came up in my mind of, you know, it's one thing where, you know, your, your feelings are invalidated. And, and I get that, that, you know, women had this struggle of, you know, being too much or not, it wasn't right to feel a certain way. But then there's the other aspect of it where, you know, what if you do feel something, but it's, it's really heavy, like you feel these difficult emotions and you feel, uh, you know, I mean, there's that one end where there's joy and excitement and, you know, just happiness, the feeling of that really raises you up and high vibration, vibrational feeling. And then there's this other feeling that which is just kind of drags you down. And, you know, how do you, how do you get creativity from that wide range of a feeling? Let's say if I did, I want to feel something but it's, can I feel from a place of, can I be creative from a place of uh, like low energy, low emotion, or what I'll call low emotion, I mean, even though everything is valid. But would love to hear just how this would work in, on either of those extremes. It is such an important question to ask, and I'm glad that you brought this up. I will own up to this fact that I am not as creative to find the answer to this question, but I do have a fabulous teacher. She is five years old and she taught me something so invaluable that I think will stay with me for my entire life because I am that person who was stuck in a freeze in her feelings. And my little daughter, her mantra is, mama, it's not that complex. When you are mad, scream. <laughs> when you are sad, cry. And allowing ourselves to have these emotions is such a big part of the healing that we all need to go through as a collective here. I have personally healed a lot just following her advice. And one thing that really works for me is, is really making space making space and really giving myself, just closing my door, having my room to myself 
And when these emotions come, really breathing, feeling and breathing. And as I started doing that, like my, my whole journey, I got in touch with my feeling way more. I think um, back in 2018, that is when I started to come out of my trauma phase. And uh, the more I gave myself space, the less intimidating and overwhelming my emotions were. Somehow, they feel, they appear a lot more scarier on the surface because they are, we don't know much about them, because we don't have information where they're coming from, because we don't know how are we going to cope with them. But just a simple act of breathing allows us to disappear this charge and neutralize it in so much better. And I promise you, every time you take this opportunity, this make the space for yourself, you will come on the other side knowing so much more about yourself. You will come on the other side feeling so much more lighter and, and you will have less blowouts. Like, you know how when we don't have... Um, when we have not met these feelings, you know, we're just angry or we're just like grumpy or we're just like not in a good mood all the time. And when we have this space on the other side of it, you also open up this band, this permission to go and experience so much more joy, so much more happiness. You kind of expand that band of feeling and you give permission to feel whatever is there is not on the on the pleasurable side and also all the stuff that is sitting there for you to just experience and have so much more fun in your life. I think you hit it on the on the head there is that acknowledge and accept all these feelings that you're having internally. And then from that place, you're channeling this, this expansion that happens in that process of finding that, that pleasure, finding that joy almost through that. It's like you have to kind of um, you know, step through the mud before you, you know, find that, that lily or that, that, that lotus to kind of um, in that process. So, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. I, Cause I know for me, it's, it's always that, that challenge of, well, I don't want to feel the, the negativity. I do want to feel the great stuff, but I don't want to feel the negativity. And um, perhaps that might be something that uh, I can explore in my own creative, creative process. Yeah, and I, and I say this with a lot of love, Matesh. Um, when, we, when we call this part of us negative, you know, we're just like creating, perpetuating a level of hate that we have. You know what I mean? And imagine like these feelings. I mean, feelings are, I'll, I'll just take a moment, a little detour here. Feelings are so illogical, Matesh. They are, they show up randomly. They're like this little kid inside of us. And this kid, you know, is throwing a tantrum. Let's say this kid is um, angry at something. Imagine this little part of us throwing a tantrum. And when a child is in a tantrum, the child simply wants to be hugged and told that they're loved, right? And when we can meet our feelings to that capacity and really hold space for our own self and allow ourselves to be known that we're loved by our own self, that is a game changer. Then, then what do we hate? There's really nothing to hate about us, right? There's only 
love that we hold for ourselves and that love keeps expanding that love creates the momentum for everything that we want to create in our life right creation happens from love and pleasure it's right there yeah and this goes back as you were saying on this acceptance of your own self and and i see that i see that that emotional peace is something that a lot of people struggle with and as you mentioned you know for some people it's depression for some people you know there's a variety of ailments that that come through this and you know just like you know you might be sitting on a pot of gold and not even recognizing it until you actually dig through some of the the hard exterior surface in order to to get to that gold in that same way, I think that just digging through that hard exterior shell that we put on and, you know, that numbness that people have created, or even, you know, in my case, I, I know I've created a lot of numbness in my own emotional space. But once you dig through that, there are all those gold mines of creativity. And, and so, yeah, in terms of, like, expanding this, expanding this creativity, you know, let's talk about that because I feel like that is a place where, you know, we all would would benefit from just to hear about how do we do this expansion yeah um expansion is exactly where we are as a collective and i will tell you that it will get a lot easier from this point just because of so much is shifting on the planet the energy is open the feminine is rising there's so much more support out there than it was before when i started this whole journey and there are two steps to tapping into your creative potential. The first is really opening up to your feelings. And how you can open up to your feelings is really slowing down your nervous system. Throughout the day, our mind just runs, 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 and it really runs to fulfill the demands of the world. And really catching your breath, coming to your breath, slowing down your nervous system, your thought process, really connecting back to your womb, your belly, and really dropping there and making decisions from your belly, from your womb is going to be a game changer because that will give you enough space to be able to feel and act accordingly. Then creating boundaries are these, all that stuff that you feel are these your feelings? Are these somebody else's feeling? Are you sad for your neighbor? Are you sad? Are you processing the grief of your mom? Maybe it's something that she experienced and you may not have. We, we end up taking a lot of responsibility of people around us when we don't know, you know, what is our feeling and what is somebody else's feeling. And that is something that discretion builds over time. But if you find yourself into deep emotions, asking, are these my feelings or are these somebody else's feeling? And then in that, in that aspect, also meeting old traumas and emotions that may not have had a chance to process fully. And I'll give you one example. In fact, this is such a repetitive pattern. I see a lot of clients who show up and when I look into their field, I do see just a lot of like energy sitting from traumatic events, 
you know, a miscarriage they had 20 years ago, um, you know, abortion they have had. Um, and some of these things are not in our control, right? When these things take place in our life. But what is in our control is to be able to make space and express your grief. And I'll give you my example too. <laughs> um, I was conceived in the frequency and the emotions of grief. Uh, my mom had a stillbirth before I was conceived. So my mom was grieving throughout the nine month. I, she was carrying me. And somehow the grief became my default state. Every time in my mind, I just felt grief and I did not know what it was. I just was never a happy baby. I always was a sad baby and growing up became a sad adult growing, you know, as I kept growing up, but the sadness never went until it was, I think it was last year when my intuition guided me, no Shakti, this is time to do some grief work. And what triggered was that we closed down our yoga studios at that point. And I was like, okay, I am going to take care of my grief right now. And I dedicated good six months for me to just be part of these grief circles. I was leading grief circles, but the whole idea was to really have time and space created for me to meet my sadness, meet my grief. And that just opened me up so much. You know, for the first time in my life, I actually am able to laugh so much. I'm able to feel this laughter in my belly. And I was not, not able to get here. I was not, not able to experience this before. So it's so important to meet these really old stuff that's just pushed around underneath the rug and to be able to say, okay, no, I'm going to write about this. I'm going to speak about this. I'm going to share about this. I'm going to breathe with this. I'm going to meet myself in totality of whatever is present in my experience because, because really, when we meet ourselves in that totality is how we get to know ourselves, And when we get to know ourselves is really when we get to know the creator, the superpower, the supreme power. And feelings really are sacred and so essential in that process. Now, once you have stopped this kind of drainage, uh, you have really opened up to feelings. Um, the next phase is really expanding your creativity. And you can do that by claiming your womb to be a really sacred temple and participating, engaging in practices that involve womb healing. You can be intentional with your monthly cycle, making a lot of space for your pleasure practices that really connect you to that excitement of creation. And again, making decision based on how you feel and no to everything that doesn't feel good until you get this hell yeah in your belly, that tickle in your belly where that tickles your whole body and like, yeah, I would like to experience this. I want to experience this so bad and really going after those creations. Yeah, so what I'm hearing from you and I, this is just very much, I'm on the edge of my seat here because it's, 
you know, the, the feeling space is very much underrated uh, when it comes to creativity. And I feel like, you know, people have creative practices of, you know, you can just write, freehand write, and, and I mean, some valid practices. But I feel like that, you know, when you embody a certain feeling, it translates into this greater power or that greater fuel for creative expression. And so I see that. I mean, there, there have been times where, in my own experience, where uh, just having a, that feeling, it's almost like when I, when I met you, Shakti. Like, you know, when I, when I met you, there was such a surge of feeling like, wow, okay, this is, uh, you know, it didn't take it on the first date. I get it. The first date, it, it took some time to kind of get to know each other. But by the second or third date, I was like, wow, there's such a strong feeling. Okay, Mitesh, uh, it's second date for the record, okay, not the third. All right, all right, second, second date. But, but it was uh, this feeling that it really just drove this creative expression. Like, I, you know, I, I know that we can go into the story for in depth, but, you know, to make it short, you know, we were in a long-distance relationship for a while, and just the creative ways and how we were able to, to, to make this work uh, really is the, the foundation on, on why we're here today. And, and so um, I see that. I see that there, there's that honoring of the feeling in that creative expression. So I'm definitely going to take that with me and, and allow myself to remind myself that, hey, this is um, a, a, a place to go. So just to summarize, uh, as we close today, so thank you for sharing, Shakti, is that really honor this feeling space because the creative part of you is really driven by that. And regardless of where you go with those feelings, whether they're you know, heavy, whether they're strong, whether they're pleasurable, whatever it might be, honor all of that and allow yourself to really just be guided from that belly space, even for the men. I mean, I know you talked about the womb, but I feel like for the men from that belly space. So um, some interesting practices will, will happen, uh, I know for me, as we go forward. But thank you again, Shakti. Really appreciate you sharing uh, on this topic today in our third part. And uh, we will be continuing with the final segment on unleashing the magnetic feminine uh, sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks. But appreciate all of you. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. Uh, we trust that this episode was useful to you, and also we'd love to hear from you. So share with us how today's topic resonated with you and how you connect with your own creative process uh, in, in your life. So do subscribe to our podcast, share it with your friends and family who may benefit from this, and check out our work at spiritualalignment.com. And better yet, be a part of our Spiritual Alignment Collective group on Facebook so that we can connect with you and share uh, many more of these topics that uh, we can have a discussion around. So thanks again, and we'll catch you again.